Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like slow to speak, quick to listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell. We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and marriage 2.0 starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode. So today we're going to be talking about really our experience that we had with conference. Yes, it was awesome. So we uh, just a couple weeks, like what, a week ago, we're in California in the Bay Area, and we went to Vive Church. Their conference is called Amen Conference, and we go yearly, like every year we make it a point to go, and it's phenomenal. Yeah, why are we talking about this, though? Well, we just, honestly, it's so good that we feel it needs recognition. Uh, we don't profit from this, doing this at all. <laughs> no. We don't. We don't, we're not a part of the church necessarily like we used to be, not anymore. We, we we go every single year. And so the reason we're talking about this is because we just want to spread the word about it, honestly. And and share how, like what we got out of it. Yeah, sure. share, share what we got out of it and give you some takeaways on, on the importance of things uh, that you can apply not only to your personal life, um, but your marriage and just your relationship with God too as well. Yeah, and to give you hope, so like th- there was so many like good aspects to this conference, and you know it wasn't convenient by any means to go to. You know, we'll just start there. Like this wasn't something that we're like, oh yeah, let's just go. It's no big deal. It's super easy to get there and convenient, and let's just you know go all about our convenient way here. And like no, like this is something that like we truly live by, and like being out of our comfort zone and you know, doing like the hard options and cause it was a, it was a task to get there for sure. Flying from like Tennessee to California, there's not a lot of good flights for that to begin with. Well, let's start from the beginning. So like, you know, for example, just to give you a back, back kind of like knowledge of this. So number one, we go every year. Uh, we've been four times. Uh, we've been three years in a row, but we've been to twice in one year. One was when we, we were a part of the team. So we went to team conference but we go every year just because it fills us so much. We'll get more into that. But like when it really comes down to is that when we were going, when we were looking at going or praying about it, thinking about it, looking at it and was telling God, I really don't want to go. I really, really don't want to go. I'm so tired. Like, and to give you the reasons why was because we, we just bought a house. We spent, the, that's exhausting. It's own to, 
to go through that process. It cost a lot of money for the payments and everything, and then we had to get all new furniture. We're still not done with that yet. We it's um, so much time like has been put into this whole thing, like finding furniture. <laughs> yeah, not only the house and the and the furniture in the money aspect, but also more the money aspect. We just got to paying a crap ton of taxes. So we just didn't want to like, we just didn't want it. We were like, I'm, I'm done spending money. Like, I don't want to go. And like, and then we're done. I, it, well, not even, not only that, that was just a subcategory of it. We were just done and didn't want to move. Like, I just wanted to relax. Like, I just want to sleep. I'm just like sleep. And then, you know, just be like at the house like I'm like exhausted like just moving around just packing all the time unpacking and it wasn't even until like two days before we left that I actually found my clothes in boxes and so it's one of those aspects of like that's how fresh like everything is and that we've just been on the on the go for the past like couple months like it's just been a very full season for sure more than that like I feel like it was like since Austin we've been in transition Uh, Mm -hmm. well Houston then moved to Austin for a year because God told us to, that's what we do, right? And then we moved from there to here, but, and then God gave us a rental here. Um, we decided not to buy it first, and then God gave us a house here, so we're just like, man, I'm ready to just relax since we've been in transition. So there's a big backstory to it and a long, like, transition period. And so that was, like, I was just ready to, like, not do anything, honestly, and just chill in our home. <laughs> so in that light of things, why did we go, though? Well, we did a list of pros and cons and what we realized was that, you know, when it came down to it, like a lot of the reasons we didn't want to go were just honestly laziness. <laughs> a just, lot of excuses. <laughs> yeah, it was just laziness. It was like, I'm tired. Yeah, we're just tired. It was, it was honestly, it was and just inconvenient. It was inconvenient and hard. That was it. Yeah. It was inconvenient and hard. And, and it was one of those things that we didn't want to go. And so what we did was we did the pros and cons and we decided, you know, like, you know what? We're just going to go because God wants us to go. We're going to go. Like he said, I didn't really get a, like a definite yes or no, but it was kind of like, you know, we knew he wanted us to go. We knew he had important things for us. If we didn't go, it wasn't like he was going to punish us or like, you know, it wasn't like, you know, we, we don't believe the relationship is like that with them. It, it wasn't like he was going to like take away blessings or favor or anything like that from us. It was just, it was just, he wanted to add some value, value to our life. And he thought it was important to go. So we did. So let's go from there. Yes. And so within within this, like, so the Bay Area is is where it's at. And it's a three-day conference. It's like typically Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And they also have hype sessions, which is, you know, so they do have a lot of business type sessions too, like just talking about, uh, it's a big tech, tech area. So they do talk a lot about like tech companies and like what's new and emerging. And, you know, there's a lot of connection that way, like kingdom minded um, people and kingdom yes. businesses can connect. Like there is so much that goes into that too. So there's, there's a lot that goes there and they also create a lot of time for just like um, getting together in connection just in general. Yeah. And I thought, I think that's a huge part, honestly, that the almost, I would say the entire church, when I say in the world in general churches miss is, and, and he said this too, Pastor Adam said this too. He's a founder of it. And he said that, you know, a lot of churches do not support entrepreneurs. They don't, they, they support them, but they don't really like give them a, a platform or support them in any sort of way when they're one of the biggest contributors to society in, in a lot of ways. And so they've won for entrepreneurs. A lot of people wouldn't even have jobs. 
uh, and businesses and stuff like that wouldn't exist and people wouldn't thrive. So like a lot of the time, a lot of things like they support entrepreneurs, which I think is huge. And I love that aspect about them. And then they, they supplied like the network and everything for you to network, even though we didn't really go for that, honestly, like it was cool to meet some cool people there, but we more of went honestly just for the praise, the worship, the, the messages and stuff like that. Yes. So I'm going to, I'll share about like my favorite part, Tommy, and then you can talk about yours, but I'll speak personally on my, my favorite aspect of the entire um, conference honestly was the worship. Worship was so phenomenal, like uh, so phenomenal. There are not enough words or the correct words to describe the experience that, that there was in the worship, you know, a couple thousand people coming together and, you know, truly worshiping with like all of them. Like, and it, this wasn't like, oh, praise Jesus, kind of like worship, right? Like this wasn't was, even, wasn't even on the level of good. It was, like it was freaking phenomenal. And, you know, and it, I think it speaks volumes when before the doors even open to let you go get your seats, there's, you know, hundreds of people and with signs like, you know, getting like their groups together and just chanting like open the door open the door or let us in you know like chanting to get into church like I just think that it that speaks volumes for itself right but so worship for me was was obviously like the most spectacular event and just looking around and just seeing people pour out and truly truly worshiping God with everything and you know men, women just like sitting there, like you can just see like tears rolling down as they like truly give it all. And like the thousands of people like this. So, and the Holy spirit was there. It was like, you could feel like that, like the spirit so much. It was like breathtaking, honestly. And the the really cool thing I love about amen conference and just vibe church in general, um, because they're awesome is that honestly, like these people aren't just like, yeah. Okay. You may like, well, I've been to conferences. I've been to like ch- good churches with worship. And I'm like, okay, cool. Not, I'm just saying like, there's other worship, there's other churches, there's other conferences. And then there's amen conference and there's vibe. It's a whole nother level and you have to experience it. And you're like, well, that's kind of arrogant. No, it's just true. Like, honestly, like even one of our clients went with us and, um, and he was like, this is insane. Like, this is on a whole nother level. It's so diverse. Like, there's all these different things. And, like, the cool thing about Vive is that it's not only... They're not just like that at conference. It's all year round. These on people, fire. Yeah, on truly on fire for God. Not like, lukewarm. Like a, yeah, on a whole nother level. It's insane. That's the thing I think I love the most about it all. Like, I love the entrepreneurial aspect. That's cool and everything. But, like... You know, what I really love is to see people's hearts on fire for God with the way that they are there. And, you know, you can, like Dustin was saying, like the worship is insanely good. Like you walk in and it's the Holy Spirit's so thick in the room that you could just like almost like cut it with a knife, the air atmosphere, because it's so thick. And um, like it just almost like just brings you to tears, like just thinking about it, you know, like and it's it's so good. Like the worship is good. The messages are good. They're they're so on point, like. The one of the guys that was there, um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but uh, he was one of the pe- preachers that spoke, and uh, he, I think he owns uh, Ocean's Church, and they had, he holds the world record now at this point, as far as I know, uh, of 
uh, in this previous May, so this last May, in Pirates Cove, they baptized over 4,000 people at one time. Which, like, that's so awesome. Like, God, God is moving in, in so many ways. And so, you know, there were so many different pastors here at this conference that we also got to meet and just, you know, there's just so much community going on. And one of the aspects that I really like is, is the diversity, you know, in talking with, you know, our, our client, like that was one of the things that like he couldn't, he was just like so surprised. And this comes to like where you should like do a comparison, like on your church, like does your church actually represent like the fruit of the Holy spirit and like the fruit, right? Like what is it like, you know, so for example, like I can't even count how many different races and ethnicities and like backgrounds, like we're, age, age we're here. Yeah. Age range was from like the youngest to the oldest. Um, just like, there's not like, it, it wasn't just like, Oh, a bunch of, you know, middle-aged white people or, you know, this or that, like, no, like we're all diverse and we all get along. It's white people. That's about <laughs> what most churches are, especially around here where we live in Tennessee. Like it's a, just a ton of just, Middle-aged white people at Baptist churches. There's that's primarily, and we, we're not Baptist, but but that's primarily what a lot of things are in the U.S. And it's so beautiful just just to see all of us united, talking, laughing, like we're not separated. You know, the only only separation is like the youth takes over one side, and that's about like the most separation there is. It's like the youth totally takes over one side, but that's it. They have something called Vox Gen, which is, it, it's insane how on fire, like you got kids that are like, I say kids, but you got kids that are like, what, 13, 14? Yeah. Somewhere like, I think it starts at 12, right? Yeah. About so, 12, um, 12 to 18 is the Vox Gen. Yeah. But you got these kids that are like, literally like I was able to get to the front of the line, but you got these kids like that are, you know, staying up with signs, like, like being like, let us in, let us in, let us in, like to, to get into church. Like, and then it's insane. Like the culture, the the music, the atmosphere, uh, it's really so so good. So, Tommy, what was your favorite part when when you think about like breaking down the entirety of it? Like, what was your favorite part? I would say, I would say probably probably the worship more than anything else. Um, but I don't know. I don't really have a favorite part. It was, it just, was really hard to choose it, for me. But it was it was honestly everything. And like the stuff, like I said, the part that are really, it's so contagious to see people on fire for God. And like, you know, we had moments where, you know, like I knew we needed to be filled like with what we do, what well, it can be very draining. Not that we don't love it. We do obviously, but you know, with what we do, we can get drained spiritually throughout the year. And so, you know, I, I, at one point, like God was like, you know, get down on your knee or whatever. And, and I didn't, I, I honestly, I didn't do it. And um, I'll be honest. And um, he told her before that, and she did, and I didn't. I was honestly disobedient. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, you know, the next night, uh, I was like, okay, well, I promise I'll do it the next night. And then uh, the client that was with us, he's like, hey, let's go up front to worship and all that. And I was like, oh, great. <laughs> and so, because I knew I was already going to do that. And so up front in a very, like, shoulder-to-shoulder crowd, I was like, I was just, I'm going to do it. So I did it. And, you know, God filled me with the Holy Spirit and and just rejuvenated me and both of us, I believe. So, and you know, we came back and we could tell a difference for us, but then even our client was like, yeah, he's like, they're like, what happened there? Like, you know, like pe- people are asking him that and he's like, this, you, you seem different. Like you seem more energetic, more happy. 
like, and he's, and he even noticed a difference in his employees and all that stuff too. But it was, I, I really love to like, honestly, it's one of those things. It's hard to, it's hard to describe with words in this podcast. Cause I feel like people should just go like, if I could pay for the whole world to go, I would. <laughs> it's in, it's one of those as- aspects of, you know, there's, it also opens up my eyes to no wonder why so many people are like, Oh, I don't go to church or like I've done tried church and now I don't go back because it's just like, you know, and Tommy and I like within this experience of moving in general, like moving to like a new state and then a new area again, that it's just like, you know, we've, we've tried different churches. And so I can understand because there's a lot of dead churches that are not actually led by the Holy spirit. There's a lot of just existing things like places and buildings and just so that's why it's so important like just because you went to the church like one like we're all people and we all suck at some point so if you've been hurt by the church like well that wasn't god like that's like us people because we all suck at some point we all sin we all fail short there but really how important it is to find a church that is spirit led and truly filled with the holy spirit you know and that that's such a big aspect and so important yeah, I'm also going to touch on one point, and you can hate me for this. I don't care. My personal opinion, this is not biblical, my personal opinion is that I truly believe what represents God the most is a non-denominational church. I'll be really honest with you. I don't believe God subscribes to the religion aspect of denomination or denominations. Like, there's nothing, I, I'm sure there's a lot of great churches that are Baptist, um, you know, whatever, all, Pentecostal, all those different things. And there are spirit-led churches that are that. There are good ones. But, like, I really believe that the diversity and being able to come together like that and just being able to have a non-denominational church where, like, you're not subscribed, you're not condemned, you're not hated on, you're not... Like, we've had so many horror stories of people being pushed out of the church and condemned and, like, cast out. And that's that's not Jesus in that aspect of things. And, you know, and so I just wanted to mention that because I really... Like, if, if you've been hurt by people in the church... Like, that's not God. Not at all. And, you know, I, I didn't know we were going to go there, Tommy, but I think it's an important aspect that, you know, I'll share. Like, when we were in our darkest hour, we were still in church, <laughs> you know. And so there were there were multiple times where I was in church, like, hungover or had been, like, like texting people of the opposite sex and just, you know, doing things that would have gotten me kicked out of other churches. But it was, like, through that, like, I, it was just part of my journey, you know, and I was, I was lost. Like, and that's where people should go. Like lost, hurt, broken people should go to church. Like that's, that's what it is. That's part of the journey. Like you obviously, yeah. you, if you're going through this, you need help with professional other help too. Yes. But like, I'm just like, you need to be like, you shouldn't be kicked out of the one place you should be accepted. Yes. That that's the biggest aspect is like, you shouldn't be kicked out. So, um, I also want to share one aspect I have to say, and this is like, this is to really give you hope with where you're at, where if you're like, okay, well, my marriage sucks and I don't know where we're at and if we're going to, you know, or if they can never change. So, you know, I used to have all those thoughts about Tommy. I was like, I hate Tommy. He sucks. He's not going to be a man of God. He's not a leader. He's not a spiritual leader by any means. And, you know, so I, I really do truly reflect back where we come from all the time just to see how how far we've moved and and how much we've grown and this was this conference was just such a great reminder just being there with Tommy and getting to experience this together 
just seeing that, you know, Tommy has, like he has changed. And so for me, one of like the best aspects is to sit there and get to experience this and like, wow, like, and Tommy's like, Tommy's leading, like Tommy is truly worshiping and Tommy has changed and he's stepped up in so many ways and it just brings so much hope. And I can't, like that is such a phenomenal aspect just to be able to reflect on like, wow, like you've grown so much. And it's just like, wow, like this is, this is real. Like I would have never thought that this could have happened years ago in our darkest hour. And here we are. And it's just one of those constant reminders of just like, wow, like how far we've come. And I absolutely love it and love getting to do life with you, Tommy. And just, just one of those aspects of just like it, really put my soul on fire yeah absolutely and i feel the same way you made me cry over here <laughs> um, so like um you know by the way nothing wrong with that if you're a guy um uh, that being said though like you know I, I agree the same thing like it was amazing seeing seeing you worship seeing you on fire for god as well as honestly um it's contagious and, oh yeah and you know when you're there like yeah you can do it anywhere you can do it in your car it's just not the same like, you know, and it's contagious. Even our client was just, you know, hands up on fire, you know, seeing at the top of his lungs. Um, and it was just so awesome seeing all of that. And there is, so on that, it's like, well, I watch church online. No, okay, that's great as an add-in, as an extra, but there is nothing that replaces coming together with the body of Christ and participating, not being a spectator, like worshiping God isn't a spectator sport. Like it's a participation, like it's you. Cause like, that's what we're all called here to do. And so being with the body of Christ and being surrounded by people who are truly on fire like that is irreplaceable. You cannot get that same thing in your car. It's just, or at home, it's just not going to occur. And so like, that is such a big aspect. Now, don't get me wrong. I still blast out in my car and I still worship in my car and have like my own time with God. It's just different than being with the body of Christ. Yeah. And so, you know, also I'll touch on one more point that I have a point I want to make, but like when it comes to like also your kids, like this makes like our kids didn't want to go. Like, Not at like, all. They're complaining. They want to go to grandma's and all this other stuff. And one of them's 13. One of them's uh, 10. And, and 10 uh, year olds are like, I'll just be home alone. Like, yeah. no. Yeah. And so they didn't want to go, but honestly seeing my, uh, our daughter um, with Vox Gen and all that, it was just so awesome to see her there and just being herself and being an, ex, ex, an extroverted version of herself, um, being able to like truly be her. And I just thought it was, you know, I just thought, and she was worshiping and like, you know, getting more on fire for God. So I thought that was really amazing. Um, but then also like, you know, what are some takeaways that, that you can have for your marriage with this? I, I want to say that w- so there was also a message every night and one of the messages really spoke to me and it was just in that, and it just backs like what we know, what we say and stuff too. And one of the messages was talking about like how, you know, so many people are like, where is God? Where is God? And honestly, like as a believer, God's you, you, wherever you are, God is <laughs> in that aspect because we're the dwelling place. Like when we invite the Holy Spirit in and we accept Jesus as our as our Savior, we have the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. And so we, wherever we go, like there's God. 
you know, God is with you. And just like, there is hurt in the world. There is, there are those things. Cause like there is free will. So that's a, that's a misconception there that a lot of people have is like, you know, if God was here, then there wouldn't be bad. Well, no sin, like sin was brought into the world. And so there is sin and there is free will. So that that's not replicating God. Like that's not a fruit of him, but wherever you go and within that aspect, like there is so much like, so if your spouse, like, you know, that that's not where you just like ditch your spouse and like run away. Right. And like, oh, well, they they don't believe right now. And so I want like a spiritual leader. Let me just say I wanted a spiritual leader, too. And Tommy was not it when we were in our darkest hour. Like that was not Tommy in any means. However, you know, the the influence and how much that one person can change the all relationships around them. There is so much that one person can do to influence their marriage, to influence their spouse in every relationship around them. And, you know, this message just totally compounded and correlated with that about how much, you know, like God is with you. So if you want like God to like talk to my spouse, like that's what you're there for. Yeah. Also like in that light of things, like where you're like, well, that's kind of vague. Like what do I do? Well, we don't have time to go through all the details of everything in our program here, obviously, but like we do want to give you some other things that will be beneficial too. So for example, some of the things we took away from conference aside from the, you know, where God is, you are, or how they say it, where God is, where you are, God is where you go and where you're at. You're blessed and where you go is blessed, which is awesome. And then also there's other things we took away from it, took away a lot, but I'll just give you some few key points, but uh, God will. So this goes back to like, if you want more, you must become more. So we, we say that all the time. You're not the same person that you will be when you save your marriage as you are right now. And so, you know, and it only takes one. It only takes one to save a marriage. It takes two to have it. I don't care what anybody tells you. Uh, I've seen hundreds of people do it. This is God will use someone that lets him clean, clean out, clean out their nets. Meaning that I'm not referring to fishing here, but more of like, if you don't, if you don't let God and really submit to him and let him clean out things in your life and, you know, and to do that, you have to, you have to be obedient. You have to let, you have to kind of follow him in a way, not kind of, I don't know why I said kind of, you have to follow him a hundred percent and you have to be willing to be submit to like, yes, amen. That's what, that's what amen comfort stands for. Yes. And amen. Yes. Whatever's next God, it's really truly submitting before you even, before you, before he even tells you what he wants you to do. It's like, yeah, I've already, yeah, whatever you want. You it's already right. have my yes. That's one yeah. of the, their songs, their worship songs, by the way. Yeah, you already have my yes. Like, and then, you know, so another one is like um, commandeered purpose. So like making, make God the CEO of your life, in other words. CEO of life, if you own a business, make him the CEO of that too. Just everything in your life. Make him the CEO of your life and career, life and business, life and family. Like all those different things. Like, you know, God, you know, I'm not the one in control. I don't say I can't do anything because you can, there's a lot you can do. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying that like, you know, when it comes to it, like, you know, at the end of the day, he's the one that determines growth. He's the one that determines the outcome. Um, now you still have to provide the right soil. You have to provide the right seeds. You have to get rid of the thorns. You have to renew your mind. You have to do all those different things and that there's a lot of work involved in that, but you can do that. At the end of the day though, he's the one that determines the outcome and the growth, but you still have to provide the the right soil and the water and all that stuff. Also, um, it oftentimes it takes deep water to create a big wave. So usually like usually waves don't start like just right on the shoreline, like the, to create big waves, 
they, they takes deep water to create big waves. So just understand that. And the last one is it's also better to risk in obedience than to play it safe out of, out of the will of God. Let me say that one more time. It's better to risk in obedience than to play it safe out of the will of God. And just because, just because you're not cheating, if you're not doing that, or just because you're not doing anything like that, doesn't mean you're operating in the will of God. Oh, if no. you're not fully submitted you're not in the will of God. I'm not saying it to be perfect because he is, but you still need to like really ask yourself, like, am I really fully 100% submitted to every aspect of my life? And I'll be honest, like I'm working towards that. <laughs> so <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not, right. I, I, I think I am sometimes. And then I'm like, Oh, well, I guess I'm not in this one other area. So it's a continuous process of unbecoming and becoming. Yes, just continually growing in that journey. And it just it takes me back to, you know, there are, there are so many things in our life that we did not want to do. And it's the whole, like, yes, God, like, whatever you say. You know, when God told me to stand in, to stand for the marriage and restore the marriage, let me just tell you, I was not like, yes, God, thank you for that. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. I was like, I was really mad. I'm glad God's a big God and could take my true emotions because it was, I was not happy, you know, in that aspect, like at that time, but I was like, yes, God, whatever. And, you know, I trust you in that process. You know, I can't see the grand scheme of things, but you can. And I'm so thankful that I didn't listen to like how I just felt in the moment in that hurt of just like where I wanted to walk away because we wouldn't be here today and so much better than what we ever were before. So, so thankful of where we are now for like that. Yes, God. You know, and I tell people all the time, it was not my idea. It wasn't Tommy's idea to stand up and like say, hey, let's help people in their marriages and to say to the world everything that we ever did wrong. That's not that's not what I wanted to do, especially with. Could have did plenty of other things. Yeah. It's like, oh, do you, do you want to tell the world like everything the stupid that you ever done? You know, most people like don't talk about it again. And you know, no, let's go promote everything we did on air to like millions of people. Tommy, you want to do that? Yeah. And paid to do it through ads. <laughs> you know, um, so most certainly not our idea, but when God told us to, we're like, yes, like whatever God, when, you know, when he told us to move to Austin and we didn't want to go, yes, God, we're going, we don't know why we're going to go. And we just can't wait for that, that approval to move. And now we're so grateful. We got roots in Tennessee, but within that aspect, it's like, yes, God, like whatever next, like whatever you tell us, we're going to do. It doesn't matter what we feel like doing in the moment. That's it doesn't not, need you to feel anything. Just obedience. Like it's obedience. Yes, God, I'm going to do that. Whether Is it hard? Yep, sure. I'm going to trust you through the process. I can do hard things. You know, like that's, that's a great aspect, you know. And so conference was just a great reminder of all of these aspects that we got to truly experience and just be be filled and also just be like have other connections and just get to just experience so much there. Yeah, so like, you know, next year I would really like, I haven't, we haven't discussed this, so I haven't decided on a number, but I would really like to make it a goal to bring, you know, figure out like just invite and get people to come to conference as much as possible next year. So here's our invite to start the whole process off. Um, it's wanna, next June, by the way. Yeah, you have a year. <laughs> so the dates are already up. Tickets are already purchasable. Just saying. Yeah, I think you can actually get a discount. 
No. Currently. No, that's no. already gone. Yeah. Okay. That was if you were at conference, by the way. Oh, okay. Sorry. You missed out. Should have been there. But um, but like when it comes to conference though, and Amen Conference, we want to invite you to go. It yes, tickets are expensive when it comes to plane tickets. Yes, like when it comes to being inconvenient, yes, it's inconvenient. Yes, it's out of your schedule. Yes, it's it's out of your comfort zone. We get it. It'd be hard. Yep. We had a client fly all the way from North Carolina to to the west to the west coast. Literally coast to coast. It was like yes. It was like yeah. I, you can't get more coast to coast from that. So completely a hundred percent out of his comfort zone. We get it, right? But I promise you, it will change your life forever. And almost everybody that goes, he's already saying he's going to be back next year. So like, you know, like everybody that goes usually goes back, unless they have some sort of like family emergency. But usually most people go. They go every time, and it's phenomenal i can't express it through words honestly so we want to invite you to go to that and uh, as always of course you know we love you god loves you and uh we will hear from you on the next podcast episode Bye. now that's all we have for today's show and remember prayer without action is just dead faith so make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day and God bless.